Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this reading, Lord. <laughs> Thank you for the laughter, Lord. <laughs> Father, we ask you for the Holy Spirit to be uh, alive and present today, Lord, as we read the Word. And we'd ask, Father, to if we could receive complete revelation and wisdom from the Word today, Lord. And we bless you and we thank you for this wonderful day, Lord. Thank you for, for who you are and how much you love us, Lord. And bless our time, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. February 21st, Leviticus chapter 11, verses 1 through 12, 8. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. Of all the land animals, there are these are the ones you may use for food. You may eat any animal that has completely split hooves and chews the cud. You may not, however, eat the following animals that have split hooves or that chew the cud. But not both. Oh. The camel chews the cut, but does not have split hooves, so it is ceremonially unclean for you. The hyrax chews the cut, but does not have split hooves, so it is unclean. <clears throat> the hare chews the cut, but does not have split hooves, so it is unclean. The pig has evenly split hooves, but does not chew the cut, so it is unclean. You may not eat the meat of these animals or even touch their carcasses. They are ceremonially unclean for you. Of all the marine animals, these are the ones you may use for food. You may eat anything from the water if it has both fins and scales, whether taken from salt water or from streams. But you must never eat animals from the sea or from the rivers that do not have both fins and scales. They are detestable to you. This applies both to little creatures that live in shadowy water and to all creatures that live in deep water. They will always be detestable to you. Always. You must never eat their meat or even touch their dead bodies. Any marine animal that does not have both fins and scales is detestable to you. These are the birds that are detestable to you. You must never eat them. The Griffon vulture, the bearded vulture, the black vulture, the kite, falcons of all kinds, raven of all kinds, the eagle owl, the short-eared owl, the seagull, hawks of all kinds, the little owl, the cormorant, the great owl, the barn owl, the desert owl, the Egyptian vulture, the stork, herons of all kinds, the hoop. And the bat. You must not eat winged insects that walk along the ground. They are detestable to you. You may, however, eat winged insects that walk along the ground and have jointed legs so they can jump. The insects you are permitted to eat include all kinds of locusts, ball locusts, crickets, and grasshoppers. All other winged insects that walk along the ground are detestable to you. 
The following creatures will make you ceremonially unclean. If any of you touch their carcasses, you will be defiled until evening. If you pick up their carcasses, you must wash your clothes, and you will remain defiled until evening. Any animal that has split hooves that are not evenly divided or that does not chew the cut is unclean for you. If you touch the carcass of such animal, you will be defiled. Of the animal that walks on all fours, those that have paws are unclean. If you touch the carcasses of such an animal, you will be defiled until evening. If you pick up its carcasses, you must wash your clothes, and you will remain defiled until evening. These animals are unclean to you. Of the small animals that scurry along the ground, these are unclean for you. The mole rat, the rat, large lizards of all kinds, the gecko, the monitor lizard, the common lizard, the sand lizard, and the chameleon. All these small animals are unclean for you. If any of you touch the dead body of such an animal, you will be defiled until evening. If such an animal dies and falls on something, that, that object will be unclean. This is true whether the object is made of wood, cloth, leather, or burlap. Whether it is used, you must dip it in water, and it will remain defiled until evening. After that, it will be ceremony clean, and you may use it again. If such an animal falls into a clay pot, everything in the pot will be defiled, and the pot must be washed. If the water from such a container spills on any food, the food will be defiled, and the beverage in such a container will be defiled. Any object on which the carcasses of such animal falls will be defiled. It is an oven of, or earth, it must be destroyed, for it is defiled and you must treat it accordingly. However, if the carcasses of such an animal falls into a spring or a cistern, the water will still be clean, but anyone who touches the carcasses will be defiled. If the carcasses falls on seed grain to be planted in the field, the seed will still be considered clean, but if the seed is wet when the carcass has fallen, the seed will be defiled. If an animal you are permitted to eat dies and you touch its carcasses, you will be defiled until evening. If you eat any of its meat or carry away its carcass, you must wash your clothes and you will remain defiled until evening. All small animals that scurry along the ground are detestable and you must never eat them. This includes all animals that slitter along on their bellies, as well as those with four legs and those who with many feet. All such animals that scurry along the ground are detestable, and you must never eat them. Do not defile yourself by touching them. You must not make yourself ceremonially unclean because of them. For I am the Lord your God. You must consecrate yourselves and be holy because I am holy. So do not defile yourself with any of these small animals that scurry along the ground. For I, the Lord, am the one who brought you up from the land of Egypt, that I might be your God. Therefore you must be holy, because I am holy. These are the instructions regarding land animals, bird, marine creatures, and animals that scurry along the ground. By these instructions you will know what is unclean, and clean, and which animals may be eaten, and which may not be eaten. Chapter 12, verse 1. The Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. If a woman becomes pregnant and gives birth to a son, she will be ceremonially unclean for seven days. 
just as she is unclean during her menstrual period. On the eighth day, the boy's foreskin must be circumcised. After waiting 33 days, she will be purified from the bleeding of childbirth. During this time of purification, she must not touch anything that is set apart as holy, and she must not enter the sanctuary until her time of purification is over. If a woman gives birth to a daughter, she will be ceremonially unclean for two weeks, just as she is unclean during her menstrual period. After waiting 66 days, she will be purified from the bleeding of childbirth. When the time of purification is complete for either a son or a daughter, the woman must bring one-year-old lamb for a burnt offering and a young pigeon or a third turtle dove for a purification offering. She must bring her offering to the priest at the entrance of the tabernacle. The priest will then present them to the Lord to purify her. Then she will be ceremonially clean again after her bleeding childbirth. These are the instructions for a woman after the birth of son or daughter. If a woman cannot afford to bring a lamb, she must bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons. One will be for the burnt offering and the other for the purification offering. The priest will sacrifice them to purify her and she will be ceremonially clean. Amen. Mark chapter 5 verse 21 to 43 Jesus got into the boat again and went back to the other side of the lake where a large crowd gathered around him on the shore then a leader of the local synagogue whose name was Jarius arrived when he saw Jesus he fell at his feet pleading fervently with him my little daughter is dying he said Please come and lay your hands on her. Heal her so she can live. Jesus went with him and all the people followed, crowding around him. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from the many doctors and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them. But she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse, and she had heard about Jesus. So she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, If I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately the bleeding stopped, and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out of him, so he turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, Look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. While he was still speaking to her, messengers arrived from the home of Jarius, the leader of the synagogue. They told him, Your daughter is dead. There's no use troubling the teacher now. But Jesus overheard them, and said to Jarius, Don't be afraid, just have faith. 
Then Jesus stopped the crowd and wouldn't let anyone go with him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw much commotion and weeping and wailing. He went inside and asked, Why all this commotion and weeping? The child isn't dead, she's only asleep. The crowd laughed at him, but he made them all leave, and he took the girl's father and mother and his three disciples into the room where the girl was lying. He, holding her hand, he said to her, Talitha koam, Talitha koam, which means little girl, get up. And the girl who was 12 years old immediately stood up and walked around. They were overwhelmed and totally amazed. Jesus gave them strict orders not to tell anyone what had happened, and then he told them to give her something to eat. Amen. Okay, Psalms chapter 38, 1 through 22 says, O Lord, don't rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your rage. Your arrows have struck deep, and your blows are crushing me. Because of your anger, my whole body is sick. My health is broken because of my sins. My guilt overwhelms me. It is a burden too heavy to bear. My, one, my wounds fester and stink because of my foolish sins. I'm bent over and racked with pain. All day long I walk around filled with grief. A raging fever burns within me, and my health is broken. I'm exhausted and completely crushed. My groans come from an anguished heart. You know what I long for, Lord. You hear my every sigh. My heart beats wildly, my strength fails, and I'm going blind. My loved ones and friends stay away, fearing my disease. Even my own family stands at a distance. Meanwhile, my enemies lay traps to kill me. Those who wish me harm make plans to ruin me. All day long they plan their treachery. But I am deaf to all their threats. I'm silent before them as one who cannot speak. I choose to hear nothing, and I make no reply. For I am wait waiting for you, O Lord. You must answer me, O Lord, my God. I prayed, don't let my enemies gloat over me or rejoice at my downfall. I am on the verge of collapse, facing constant pain. But I confess my sins. I'm deeply sorry for what I have done. I have many aggressive enemies. They hate me without reason. They repay me evil for good and oppose me for pursuing good. Do not abandon me, O Lord. Do not stand at a distance, my God. Come quickly to help me, O Lord, my Savior. In Proverbs chapter 10, verses 8 to 9, the wise are glued, are glad to be instructed, but babbling fools fall flat on their faces. People with integrity walk safely, but those who follow crooked paths will slip and fall. Amen. 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 Thank you for reading. You know, that scripture is really cool, <clears throat> really nice, because uh, I believe uh, chapter 9, 10, mm -hmm. 11, 
12 and 13 of Proverbs mm -hmm. talks about a lot about foolish foolishness. On one side of the coin it says the wise are glad to be instructed. Mm -hmm. The other side of the coin says, but babbling fools have flood on their faces. Yes. Babbling is their problem and their fools. And then people with integrity walk safely, but those who follow crooked path will slip and fall. Integrity, uh, you know, law, lies, even white lies, we walk safely. Mm, amen. And we're glad to be instructed, you know. Mm -hmm. Amen. I mean, there was a time when I, oh, I'll get you for that, you know. I like that. People with integrity walk safely. Amen. And then talking about the uh, now, notice I want to notice the lady. Mm -hmm. That it's notice that the, Jesus took the, the three disciples who believed mm -hmm. in yeah. him, mm -hmm. who totally believed. James, John, and Peter totally mm -hmm. believed. Their hearts was with them, so he actually got strength from their thinking. Mm. You can tell when somebody's in the room and does, doesn't believe. Right. They just draw negative energy to you. Uh, he told the people to get out. It's interesting how Jesus gave strict orders, you know, to the people. But usually they didn't follow that. They were so overwhelmed. They not to tell anybody what was happening to the parents. But they, I think they told anyway. We'll find out. Um, do you notice how when that lady with the 12 years writer assist... Mm -hmm. That the doctors, she suffered a great deal mm -hmm. from many doctors. Mm -hmm. Sounds yeah. like today's doctors today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They take your money and give you all kinds mm -hmm. of uh, solutions that you are... You don't get any better. You know, I'm not saying some of them are sure are good and so forth. Well, good psychologists, a lot of doctors are good psychologists. They just, you know, love you and then... You know, it kind of reminds me when the when we were at the hospital, we talked about this before with Code Blue all... At the Mercy Hospital in Sacramento, when someone would close to dying and the alarm would go off in the hospital, remember, it would get full of people. And I was wondering, why are mm -hmm. all these people coming from all over the hospital mm. and fill up a room with 35 people, 20 yeah. people? Yeah. Remember? And only two or three of them are working on right. that person. Mm -hmm. I think it's the same objective, the, that everyone would believe or love on the person and the energy would make them better. It would save their lives. Mm. It's the only thing I can I figure out. There are all these important people are just standing around while the person, they're trying to keep the person alive. And three of them are working on. Mm -hmm. But the other two are just standing around talking with each other. Yeah. That was an amazing thing. I have to yeah. go back and ask them. Yeah, I was just one thing, as you spoke, I was thinking maybe it means that, like the students, there's students out there that need to kind of, no, I didn't see that. You didn't see that? I saw older people with, like doctors just standing there. I guess we need to Google it then. <laughs> okay, here's another uh, thing that I saw. Number 28, Mark 5:28. Read it. Okay, um, 28, here we go. Uh, for she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe... I will be healed. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> the meditation in our heart, they say that God lives in our in our meditation. Mm -hmm. God lives in our That's thoughts. Beautiful. So she saw herself mm -hmm. 
And she and she put action on herself with a mm-hmm. prayer. Amen. Amen. And yeah. at, at the point of contact, which uh, Oral Roberts used to talk a lot, at the point of contact when you t- she touched them, she released her faith. Because Jesus calls it, your fate has made you well. Mm-hmm. Your yeah. suffering is over. Go in peace. That's beautiful. So you, we have to see ourselves. We have to think to ourselves, if I can do an action, if I can read these words of God, I can think to ourselves, I will get instructions. I will get healed. Immediately, we do an action with, you know, preceded by a thought, a hope. Amen. So we go lay hands on things, you know. Yeah. We lay hands and believe. I um, This is kind of fresh in my mind because this is the example that Kenneth Hagin used. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, there's a four-step process. Mm. One is you say it and declare it. Mm-hmm. You put some action behind it. Okay. And number three is you you, you feel it. Oh, and, you feel it. Yeah, you feel it. And then number four would be you testify of it. So <laughs> right here, I was, I was paying attention to that because it said that, um, you know, this woman, obviously she had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, like you said, you know, if, if she said, if I can only touch his robe, I will be healed. So she had that. Okay, so give me the first step. So the first, that's what I was looking for. Um, she Same heard again. about Jesus. That was Say it again. Say the four steps. Okay. The four, first one is you say. Okay. You, you say, say or you think. Right. Or thoughts. Right. Think. And or then, imagine. Right. I was thinking about that as more like imagining. Imagining. Because yeah. she heard about Jesus. So she just said like, hey. And she probably even visualized that. Or it's a desire and a joy. Yeah. And um, that's a, this is really a timely story. And so you say it, you take action on it, and the third one is, um, I wrote it down, um, you, fe- you feel something from it. You feel something from it. That's three. You begin to feel, yeah. And the fourth one was you testify of it. So. To, um, to lock it in. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, if I can only touch his robe, so that was her action. Her action went to touch the robe, and it says immediately the the bleeding had stopped, and she could feel. See, she could feel in her body that she had been healed of the terrible condition. Mm. And um, and then Jesus said, "Who touched? Who touched me?" And she said, "You know that." It was, you know, she was frightened but trembling at what happened. So she fell to her knees and told him what had happened. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. And I love it. Your suffering is over, you know. Your suffering is over, daughter. Amen. So, yeah, that was pretty good because he was saying these are the four steps that Jesus gave him directly from a vision. Mm -hmm. Okay, so for instance, I have a, a prayer request. <clears throat> I desire to get a loaf of bread. Mm-hmm. So, so I desire, I, I see the bread, loaf of bread, 
in my eyes, say Ezekiel, Ezekiel the green one, okay? Mm -hmm. Do you see it? You see it in your eyes? In your mm -hmm. face? Okay, now see you holding it, and then now see you uh, taking action, going to the store and purchasing it. And then, what about the feelings? What does it taste like? How about taste? Taste and feelings. Mmm, it's healthy. It doesn't have any carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. You're going to please your husband. You're buying it, right? Mm -hmm. And then you testify. Ooh, I like Ezekiel bread yeah. because it's mm -hmm. biblical. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that's kind of like a... Not a good illustration. Not a very good illustration. Not the best. No. But on the point... Making it could be a joy, it could be a desire, it could be a, a, a imagining. You think then you have to do an action. An action could be a hit your knees, pray about it. That's an action. Mm -hmm. okay? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, reading the Word of God is an action. Mm -hmm. Amen. And then putting good feelings into your imagination, holding the imagination in your head, you know, then you give birth to it. You know, I think that's the way the process, you give birth to it, and then when it comes, you testify. Yeah, well, yes. Um, I think... Or you say, uh, praise God, the Lord is working on it or something. Yeah, um, I think that's really, you know, something in the four steps. Um, see, she could have just thought that to herself. Oh, wow, you know, I heard about Jesus. I, if I could have just be there and touch his robe. She could just have not gone there and pushed her way through. Uh -huh. See, she pushed her way through to get her healing. You know, sometimes we have uh, a, des a desire or a request from heaven, and we, you know, we um, we don't take action on it. Like mm -hmm. you said, taking action is reading the word. You know, speaking it forth. You know, you you declaring what you want and what you need from heaven or whatever the supply that you need that's already been supplied you begin to declare what you're looking to, to have happen amen well you know the amazing thing is the reason we have faith is because we have heard that the lord gives you the desires of your heart amen we have heard that the lord is always with you he said i will never leave you nor forsake you i will help you i will uphold you with my righteous right hand so we had heard that and we're suffering a great deal with not having a job for instance or, or or income coming in so we heard so we pushed through it says uh so she had heard about jesus so she came up behind him and she heard <clears throat> and when she heard she she cultivated faith when she heard yeah, because she heard about him through the crowd and touched the robe, for she thought to herself as she was doing the actions, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. So we can actually take in our imagination that he's there, and in our imaginations, get you know, pray, and our imaginations touch his robe. Yeah. In our imaginations, like he's there, yeah, and be healed. You know, <clears throat> he is here. I mean, I could have a desire to, you know, for, I, I could want to have a baby, but, or whatever, but if I don't take God's word and apply it to my situation. Create belief. Create belief, because faith comes by hearing the word, <clears throat> then I, you know, it may not, it may not manifest itself. 
He said, I will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. But it sounds to me like nothing happens without the, the thought or the speaking, the imagination that you can access that, that that belongs to you. You know, that it's, it is on heaven on, as it is on earth. You know, that you can have your children walking with the Lord, that you can have your finances in order, that you can have divine health flowing through you. you your marriage is blessed. You know, your your ministry is flowing with the Holy Spirit. We can have those things. Amen. Let's do it. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, and we just believe, Lord, believe that you want us to have the desires yeah. of our heart, Lord God, and, and thank you, Lord. We are very fortunate, yes, Lord, to have you fortunate. as our God, very Amen. fortunate to have time, fortunate to have uh, resources, Lord, to read the Word of God. We are very fortunate, Lord God, that we enjoy all your good things that you have provided, all the benefits, Lord. We thank you for the halls. Thank you for house. Thank you for the resources that come into the house, Lord. We thank you for our inheritance from fathers, Lord. The teachings, Lord. The uh, the faith, the joys, Lord. All our inheritance from fathers. The richness, Lord. And we thank you for prudent spouses, Lord, that keep us happy. Amen. In this world and the one to come. In Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. Amen.